Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. Look, I, I have, there's two of me today. No, there isn't. It's the older version. This is me from the future, but no, it isn't. But actually, if you looked at our pictures from grade four, we looked identical. Why? Because this is my mama. And today we are talking, actually, I haven't had my mama on since uh, we've had video. So, so it's been a while. It's been a while since we've had some chats. And uh, today, actually, we've had this theme looking at all kinds of things to do with trauma lately looking at uh, different responses, what's going on, how that affects your body, your soul, your being, how that affects your pleasure, because ultimately that's what we're talking about today is on the pleasure zone. And every day on the pleasure zone is pleasure. And a lot of times we think, oh, we'll just go out and have some pleasure, but there are actually things impeding us from doing that. And so I was telling my mom about, you know, having this theme of, of trauma, uh, not in my life, cancel and clear the trauma that might be in my life. Uh, we'll just be talking about how to change that. So how to stop having your abuser win was actually um, a variation on a title that my mom, Danella Hessler, came up with. And uh, so one of the things I thought, you know, that we would talk about is one of the things that I was thinking about is that sometimes abuse can be something that even long after the abuser is out of your life, sometimes they can still have an impact in different ways. Um, so whether you're currently with somebody or whether you are not, you know, the abuser is gone, doesn't really matter. This shows for you if you have lived with an abuser or you've had a parent that was an abuser or guess what? I think even if you were an abuser, having some awareness on your behavior would be great. Although chances are, if you're an abuser, you probably enjoy that and probably aren't going to listen. Or will justify it. Yeah, you'll probably justify it. So one of the ways um, that we're going to uh, deal with this tonight is we're going to be looking at different responses in the body. My mom um, after years and years of being a chef, her body had a lot of wear and tear on it. Several different crazy things happen, like a glass plate wall fall on your head. Yeah. <laughs> that was the blessing that led to mitzvah. Yeah. So And Reiki. And, 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 and where I am right now. Yeah. So crazy how weird things and weird so-called accidents can actually be the thing that gets you into your expertise in life you know we sometimes think tragedies are just there and they stop us and they stick us just like an abuser could stop and stick you for life however that's not the case so we're going to be looking at this so uh so one of the things my mom does is actually my mom is my teacher for body work and many other things as well and my mom is an avid learner of many things um aside from body work uh, and health related things and homeopathy and all kinds of things with that. My mom is an avid learner of sovereignty and is all about being sovereign. So 
a lot of this abuse stuff actually relates to that too, doesn't it? Absolutely, because abuse starts very early in life and we're not even aware of it. It's not something our parents do, but it's something that's just through documentation of all kinds of things, birth certificates that turn us into slaves that we don't even know. Our parents don't know that, sadly, and therefore it just keeps happening generation after generation. Yeah. So that's a hardcore conversation. If you want to know more about that, uh, you can definitely connect with uh, my mom and she, she can direct you to all the 500 billion courses that she's taking on that. So uh, in this case, a lot of the training that my mom has been doing actually has you really look at things um, in your life that may have actually stopped you from feeling like you could be somebody who's sovereign, that you could have your own thoughts, you could have your own choices. And a lot of it does begin with that initial abuse. So, you know, we have that initial abuse that you were mentioning about the, you know, our parents don't even realize they've done that to us. But what are some of like, like even I think one of the things that you talk about uh, quite a lot with people is the abuse of worry. So yeah, yes. if you could share a little bit about that. The abuse of worry. I have so many people who, who say, should I worry about this? Well, that's a sentence. They're going to get a 10-minute remount over, should I worry? It's the worst energy you could spread out in the planet. People worry about everything. Should I worry about my dog? Should I worry about my cat? Should I worry about my, my kids? Are they going to pass? Are they going to fail? Well, if you send out that worry energy, I would term that as energetic vomit. Yeah. So when you do energetic vomit on somebody, how incredibly unpleasant is that to be the receiver of that energy? My mother was the queen of worry. Chronic. Chronic, everything. If she couldn't see you, she would worry. If No matter what, it would just be a continual stream of worry, 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 worry. And, and then... It, it, and she said, well, that's the way I am. So that's the way it's going to be. And I'm going to worry about you because I care. But that's not because you actually believe somebody is capable of doing things you think they're not. So when you worry, you think there's no other ability that that person does not have the ability to look after themselves. So if you do that, knock it off just knock it off. Actually, it's just funny to me because as my mom's telling stories about my grandmother who is no longer in her body, um, I just have good laughs about it because I remember being like a teenager, um, 17 or 18, I think. Well, I was probably 16 actually. And my brother was going either through, I think he was just graduating um, from his OACs. And my grandma loved to worry. So I love to give her things to worry about. And do you remember the day we had your brother, my uncle, Paul, come and rescue out of nowhere, driving for an hour and a half to two hours. Um, because I actually told my grandma that, that my brother was failing and he wasn't failing, but I know she loved to worry. So I just started lying to her about random things she could worry about. Yeah. <laughs> like I was going to buy a fruit store once just um, to give her something to worry about for two weeks. Right? It was great. <laughs> Oh. She made herself almost puking sick over it. It's awful, but she loved to worry. So I was like, what else can I tell her to worry about? <laughs> I would just give her things to worry about. It was but weird, also, but she loved it. 
it's abusive, right? Yeah. Like that abuse of worry is, is letting the people know your children or whatever that you think they're incapable of doing what they need to do for themselves. And isn't it a crazy thing too? It, it does say that they're not capable. And then somehow you bring in the brigades to start to like, everybody gets involved, right? When there's worry, it's not just that the person you're worrying about is involved, but like my grandma involved my uncle. So now we have all these other people involved. Now, now it's like this cumulative insanity that's being directed at a person. I honestly wasn't expecting that my grandma would send in rescue. I just thought I'd give her something to worry about um, that wasn't even realistic. Like I thought she could check in and see that I was lying because she was usually pretty good at telling when I was lying. In this case, like she just missed the mark. So she didn't even know. She would pull out her psychic powers. <laughs> yeah, and she had those. Usually they were quite skewed because the worry threw it off. Yeah, worry can totally skew your psychic powers because all you're doing is you can only see that one one thing, right? Is that thing you're worrying about. So you can't see beyond that. So in order to actually really tap into your intuition, your knowing and feel guided by your truth, you have to give up or, or you don't like it's your choice to not give up worry and you could just like spend the rest of your life worrying instead of knowing, worrying instead of feeling confident. So worry is a type of abuse. I think that a lot of people don't even realize the level of abuse that worry um, puts onto a person, right? Yeah, and today there was a great little thing that came my way, and, and it said just thinking, you know, people say, well, I want to just think positive thoughts, but in actuality, they're not, because they're not, there's that negative and positive, so when you actually look at the outcome that you desire, not want, because want means you're lacking something, the outcome you desire and you create that and you live as if you're already there. Yeah. That's a different aspect of life than sitting there saying, oh, I, I hope this comes, I hope this comes. And you start to create the change that you want it to be. Yeah, the worry, worry, worry. And then like, if you're constantly looking at you know, say maybe you made one of those vision boards and you're constantly looking at it and all you're seeing is the things that haven't come through or that you think haven't come through because you can't see where they are in your life or that they're there and that they're just there for you to choose, then you're also, you're perpetuating that, right? So so the, the essence of that is what we put energy on, we create. And also that is so true with uh, anything in the line of abuse. If you are, if you are feeling like, unloved and you're not receiving love and all you're focusing on is the I'm not loved it can feel very lonely and it can feel very strange but I think a lot of times people don't even know uh like how they're being loved so like for example I honestly for years in my life I just thought my mom has this thing where she doesn't love me which wasn't true but in my life I I thought that so for like years, I was in therapy trying to figure out like, why doesn't my mom love me? But my primary love language, and as you guys have heard this, like I've talked about this before, and it's no secret in our family, my mom doesn't like to hug. So even this is quite close. If you guys are watching video, we're almost touching shoulders, which I can feel there's like, that's hardcore. Unless we're doing body work on each other, this is pretty, this is pretty tight. <laughs> so, so, um, so if your primary love language is 
And yes, um, the CEO of Inspired Choices always brags that my mom hugged her. That happened once, and that's probably going to be it. For, again. That's it. You got your hug for life. I had my hug once. I think I was 18 or not 17. I was a teenager. I got a hug once. Uh, I was devastated and I got a hug. So that was cool. <laughs> Dancing is different though. Uh, so that's a little different. And my mom will dance. That's not considered a hug. That's different. If there's not a desperation and a pull and approving that somebody likes you when it comes to, to uh, dancing usually. So hugs can be kind of weird for my mom. So abuse, sometimes we think we're being abused too. And I think that can be like, a, a misunderstanding where you think, well, I wasn't loved, but the truth was you didn't see where the love was. So I want to put that out there too, for some of you who I've, I've worked with a lot of people who are like, so-and-so never loved me. I'm like, I don't know. You told me 500 things that they did for you in your life. They just didn't love you the way that you wanted to receive love. And there was never a conversation about it. So there was misunderstanding everywhere right but people made rules about what it was yeah. so therefore it should be that and nothing else nothing else can sh show up in their life because it isn't that rule that they've made that that they then they believe that's love but it could be extremely abusive what shows up could be extremely abusive but because one thing they do is say oh how was your day the rest of the day is is incredibly horrible They'll say, well, he really loved me. Because uh, he asked me really? about my day. Yeah. He asked me about my day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes the those, and that happens a lot in abusive relationships, you'll, the abuser tends to know what that nugget for you is. And they'll know that maybe your love language has something to do with touch. So they'll give you a hug. And then you're supposed to be able to thrive on that one hug for life or that your, um, that your love language is like words of affirmation. So they say one nice thing to you, but then they do 25 rude things to you. Usually with the love languages, the opposite of touch would be like physical abuse. So it's not like, sometimes it's ignoring as well, but it's also physical abuse. You also have to take into account the personality and the person. Um, like if you have an autistic parent who doesn't like to hug, you need to take that into account. <laughs> So it's not abuse. You have to know uh, their personality as well. So, and the parents had to figure out they were autistic. Yeah. So then it made sense. Things made sense then. Yeah. So there are a lot of forms of abuse. I think there's a lot that are hidden uh, forms of abuse that we don't even see. There are these hidden forms of abuse that we assume the abuse is going to be certain things, physical really obvious physical where somebody's uh, you know having bruises or something but physical abuse can be different as well it can be it can be anything from um like rest restraining somebody where you don't get bruises you could have physical abuse in that you know you uh say fake trick somebody with your cane you know you could do that you, you could know? have somebody that locks you, you in the house and has removed I know people who have had this happen. They've been locked inside their house until their husband or spouse or whatever comes home and unlocks the door from the outside, which I, I would think I would open a window and run away. But yeah, but when you've been bad abused and you've had things said to you, you don't even see sometimes those options. 
and you begin to believe that you're just a piece of shit. And that you're crazy because you want to escape, but you can't escape. Um, but there's no evidence, right? So you don't necessarily have bruises to prove the evidence of abuse. So part of abuse is knowing uh, for you what is what is abusive for you so you can make a new choice and get out. We need to head to our first commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today, I have my mom on, Danella Hessler, and we are talking about how to not let the abuser win. So both of us work with bodies. We both do a type of somatic body work called the mitzvah technique, which is the best description I can give for it is somatic body work because you need to experience it to really understand in your body and understand what's going on with when you have a mitzvah session. Uh, we also do a lot of other work using different technologies to assist your body to be able to have more balance in them. So you can always connect with us. My mom's website is mitzvah.ca, M-I-T-Z-V-A-H.ca. And mine is Milica Yelenich, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. So for those of you who would like to have more conversation with us, feel free to book a time with me on my website. If you go down to the bottom on the book now, you can book a free 15-minute session. All right. So um, in our first segment, we were kind of talking about different abuses. And if you were just coming back to us now, uh, you might want to re-listen to that because I think sometimes we have a misunderstanding of abuse. And sometimes what we think is abuse is an abuse. We're just not getting what we want or desire, right? We're not getting what we expect maybe. 
And so what we're looking at is what truly is abuse, how you can recognize it. And then when you know that, what choices can you make? How can you make these choices? And then how do we not let the abuser win? And what does your life look like when you don't let the abuser win? So let's talk a little bit more um, about the, the whole, um, like what is abuse? Like how would you summarize what is abuse? Well, that's no, a, that's one. a big I, one, right? I would say that when you when you believe that you are, are a worthless piece of crap and somebody keeps telling you that, you have been abused. When you think you know nothing and inside you, you just know that that's not true, you have been abused. When you think that you're stupid, ugly, and lazy, quote, unquote, you have been abused, and it's time to leave. We're not naming names here. No. But we're just saying we both know who my mom's talking about, and some of you might know, too, from stories I've told on here, but we're not going to name names because I no. do know that some people's friends watch my show. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so when you know, when, when you have felt that, and I think for some people, it's been going on for so long that they don't even realize that they might have been a different person. They might have been a happy person. They might have been a confident person. They might have actually thought that they were sort of intelligent or smart or had something to offer the world prior to this relationship. And then the, the abuse kicks in and they forget themselves. And it starts usually very subtly like, oh, are you wearing that dress? Oh, are you, why are you why are you going there? Well, your friends are kind of odd. Those kind of statements, and then it just progresses. Tumbleweeds, yeah. So, also not. I was just thinking this because you know I have five hundred thoughts in my brain at once. Is that I know a lot of people who are watching this too are probably going, yeah, I was with a narcissist, but you don't always have to be a narcissist to be an abuser. There are people who are not narcissists who are abusers and they might be psychopaths they might be yeah. there's, there's different categories of people who abuse and enjoy abuse and let's not confuse that with people who are into bdsm for consensual non-consent consensual non-consent is completely different between people who are of age so that's different um yes and some people are just plain a-holes so some people are just plain a-holes who are just unkind that's totally possible but if you kind of check out some of their characteristics, they might fall under some categories of uh, psycho, psychopath or psychopathic tendencies, sociopathic tendencies, or narcissistic tendencies. It is, it is narcissistic stuff is, is like really big words, keywords that people are using all over social media these days. So if you've heard that word before, yes, that is a really key word, um, even though it's based on the um, and I'm going to get this wrong, and I know that uh, Ziva is going to correct me after because uh, I am not that great with Greek mythology, but the word narcissist comes from narcissus, and it's actually kind of a misnomer, a misunderstanding of the word narcissist, but to just kind of give a brief on narcissists, you actually just recently took a class on that, so yeah. do you want to give like a little brief on that? Like, how would you identify that you're with a narcissist? So this course was done by a woman, Helena Riley. I have all the downloads if anybody wants it. So there's a difference between a narcissist and a psychopath. 
and they have similarities. They both tend to lie. They both tend to try to convince people that they're right and therefore you're wrong. They tend to have been um, neglected as children. Um, there's some people in Canada that in other nations, when they look at Canada, they name specific names here of people mm -hmm. they've seen. I won't say that name. He who shall not be named. But he was acting in a very high role. Yes, acting. And, um, and so they have particular personality traits where they will do very specific things to convince you that they are right, that they are that they are doing it just for you, just for you, um, to protect you, to save you. Because apparently you're useless and can't do anything for Yeah, because apparently you can't figure this out all by yourself. Um, so the series that I listened to had uh, over 10 days, 30 different people um, who had been in those kind of relationships and had gotten themselves out to various ways and methods of, of dealing with that. So there was a wide variety of really good information and, um, and, and questionnaires like, you know, I haven't been abused by, by a parent physically, mentally or emotionally. Well, most of us would answer probably yes to that. Um, and, and, and the questionnaire is quite, it really gets into nitty gritty stuff. I have added it to my intake form. People can choose to fill that in or not because I know most people that I know would not want to answer most of those questions, which would then indicate to me there's a big problem. Yeah, and there is a big problem. There's just a big problem in the world around abuse. Um, being abused and people not acknowledging it and then not choosing even in their own lives to begin to heal it, which then perpetuates it, right? So if you're walking around wounded, traumatized, you can't function very well. Um, that other course you took with the bullseye, it was yeah. so brilliant about the trauma in the soul yeah. and how that we can lead to things like false fears, false beliefs, facades, and addictions. addictions. Addictions that we don't consider necessarily to be addictions, like people pleasing is an addiction. Yes, doing things that you don't really desire to do, but you do it because you think that'll make somebody else happy. So those are, are addictions that we don't think of as addiction. Well, I'm a nice person. I mean, women say this all the time, all the freaking time. I'm a well, good I'm person. A, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. What does that mean? What does that mean? I'm a good person. It's always confusing to me. I think sometimes when people say that to me, I get, did your headlights look like, are you, do you need to prove that to me? Like, yes. What does this why, mean? Why is this being so announced like why do that, we have to announce what, what will people think of us so that's funny. part of that addiction is what will people think of us we have to behave a certain way to create what other people think we should be uh whatever that is i'm confused it's you? confusing for sure so in the chat room we have a comment that that it's uh, like a wow moment, a wow insightful moment that people pleasing is, is an addiction. It is. It also is part of the fawn response. So in, in the uh, polyvagal uh, response, you'll have 
you'll have fight and flight that kind of ramp up your sympathetic nervous system. And then you have freeze that ramps up your parasympathetic nervous system to the point where you can't function. And those all affect different parts of your body and your health. And you throw those together and they're kind of like interchanging with each other all the time. You have fawn, which is all about people pleasing. So it is a really big sign that your body is falling still in, over someone. Yeah, you're still in, yeah, really. You're still, it is what it is. <laughs> you're still um, functioning from a place of trauma. So, and your adrenal glands are jacked. So jacked. Jacked. Thyroid is going to be pretty jacked. Your amygdala is going to be like, ah, and your pineal. Yeah, those are the sound effects that I will like use as a demonstration of how well they're functioning. They're like, ah, that's how well they're functioning. It's that's not good. That's not a good scale. That's like if this was a good scale, ah, is down here. This is this is where it's functioning. So we don't want that. And what we want to do is be able to have your body be at a place where it's calm, collected, feels grounded, feels connected, not just to people. Like you can feel connected to people without touching them, right? So, and it's something that as you learn more and more about uh, energetics and how everything is connected and everyone in the universe is connected, um, that you don't necessarily always need touch. And for those of you who are like, but what about sex? I actually go back and listen to one of the episodes from my very first year, and I'll be doing another episode about this, um, an episode called um, Energetic Orgasms. And absolutely, they exist. Uh, that's something you can cultivate tantric. in your body. Being tantric, also uh, sexual qigong. There are different ways that you can uh, create and cultivate these energies. So it doesn't have to be what you think it is. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do a lot of these things in your life, even if you have, uh, if, if you, if you also are somebody who has like, a, a, where touch is just like extreme for you, where you touch somebody and you know way too much about them. So you prefer not to touch them. There are ways to actually still have intimacy with people, even if you uh, have that. So, so let's move on from that because I could go on a very big rant then about other things. And we're going to keep this topic uh, to how do we not let the abuser win? And we've been giving you guys some tips and tools to recognize what is abuse. What are some of the subtle abuses that we don't know about? And then how do we empower ourselves? So um, recognizing all of these things is key. So you got to know what's going on first and then be able to make a choice and get out. So we're going to be talking about that in the next segment. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 
21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about how to not let the abuser win. So the abuser can be many things. It can be people in your life. It can be governments. It can be many things. So just keep that in mind too. It's not always what we think it is. Teachers, anybody in authority, anybody who thinks they're in authority, all of that counts. So how do we not let the abuser win? I think one of the first things we talked about was becoming aware of what is abused. How does it, where does it start in our lives? How do we know if we've been abused? How do we identify it? Um, and we've kind of given you some tips and tools, but there's actually a lot more to it. So uh, last week, my mom and I were talking about we we're creating a one day class to start with. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It'll probably be in April or early May. Um, it will be live and in person because there's going to be body processes and body work that will be done. So we'll need you here. We'll need the bodies here. Yeah. As much as we can do some stuff online with that too, we'll need the bodies in person. So Feel free to message me uh, and you can message me through melitzajelenic.com. It'll send me a, you can send me an email through there. And if, um, if you happen to be on social media, you can message me there and just say interested in your abuse class, getting rid of abuse. We are ready and excited to do that. So what, um, what are some of the things that when you know you're in an abusive relationship, you've identified it, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm done with that. Once you've made the choice to get out, what are some of the things that, that you think are, are key to have like in place to be able to move forward? Okay. Number one, have your own bank account in a bank where the other person does not know you have a bank account. And you tell nobody but yourself shut up. <laughs> then you put money in there till you have enough to be able to get out safely. And then when you're ready to go, just tell the people that you trust. 
and get you out. And why she knows that is that's the method she used. <laughs> so it worked. It worked. It worked very effectively. It was shocking, and we didn't even know it was happening the day that that happened. Uh, yeah, at the age of five, I was like, whoa, what's happening? We're moving. Wow, that happened in less than two hours. How the frick? We, we, we just have a whole new life right now. But when you know, you know, and when you need to leave, you need to leave, and you need to follow your gut on that. And for those of you who have none of your own money, that needs to change right away because that is also abuse. Not having money is actually a kind of abuse to yourself. And if the person you're living with is like, you're the housewife, I don't pay you, you, you know, you're, you do your job and I do mine and I have the money and I take care of all the bills. No, if you're the housewife and my grandmother got paid to be a housewife. So my mom's mom got paid to be a housewife. She had her own income, her own bank account. Um, and I th- they were like really ahead of their time with that, yeah. weren't they? Like yeah. so freaking smart. So if you are somebody who is able to do that financially and even if you're not you need to still pay whoever's staying home whoever that spouse is that's staying home they're doing the work of your cleaner your personal chef your nanny your nanny and if you had to pay three people to do that that would be a hell of a lot of money so you need to honor them and give them some cash and if you really can't afford to do that then you need to reorganize your lives so that you have more money because there is some kind of abuse going on that you're not willing to have it. I know that's true for me because when I was in abuse mode, uh, I'm going to call it abuse mode, is that I was like in it um, deeply. I, it's like I couldn't find or have money no matter how fucking hard I tried, no matter how hard I worked. Money just was not going to exist. Plus that person could drain the life out of everyone and they could drain the cash out of everywhere and they could also make for some reason the hydro really expensive like five times more that is really weird and that's a thing of a psychopath is that they can drain the hydro they can drain the money (laughs) up they they will tell you they might have a really good job if you want to look up the 10 top jobs of the psychopath i'm not going to name them here because some people might get really insulted so i'm not going there but when you look at that list, it's quite astounding. And, and, but they, and they, so they make money, but they'll always tell you that they don't have any, they have nothing. And where they spend it, who knows? But yeah, get away from that one. Get away from that one. So have your own money, have a plan in place that you, you and only a few know about and take action and get that plan in action are really key. Some of you who are listening, you may actually be in tighter situations than that. And, um, you know, and so just get out. Yeah. Anytime a door is open, get out. There are safe homes all over the world, the world. Find one right away. So there are people who, um, if any of you have listened to my shows, I've talked about the Operation Underground Railroad before. And uh, they go in and help people who have been through human trafficking. And there is a story in one of their books uh, that they put out for donations that there was a woman who had been um, human trafficked by her mother, uh, sexually sexually trafficked um, for her entire life. I think she was in her early 20s when one morning at three o'clock in the morning, she realized that her mom had left for something 
Um, and there were, there were no abusers lined up outside her door and she crawled out the window and left. And now she's like a lawyer and she, I believe, and she fights for people's freedom. So if she could get out, you can get out. Anybody can get out. It's a matter of choice. And even when you don't feel confident about doing it, it's like as soon as you take that first step, your confidence will start to build. And you'll feel more confident with every step you take that you're one step closer to you and one step further away from the abuse. So just know that as you're taking these steps, these steps, they might look small, but they're, they're absolutely massive in terms of change. So once somebody's gotten out, physically out, like what are some of the things you would suggest that they start to do to reclaim their life? Well, if there were things that they were always interested in but didn't do because, you know, they were convinced that they couldn't or might not be able to do that. Even if, if that costs money, there's always a way. There's always a way to make things work. So when I took courses that were extremely expensive, they let me pay that off spread out over a long period of time. And... You know, there's lots of stuff online that you can learn for free that you can start a business that with. you can start a business with you can learn how to do all, all kinds of stuff online now that was not available no, 30, 30 years 30, ago 40 years yeah. ago that was not there so you had to actually search for those kind of things you know try and figure out who has that in town maybe there was a health magazine or there was something you know there was community schools that had different courses at nights and and so you can learn some things there so you're not you know you don't have to walk out there and become a lawyer you can take take a law course or you can take a just something whatever interests you learn it don't sit there thinking that you can't I think you can I think that's key learn it so that you actually have some skill sets too so that you can move forward and you can create a career you can generate your own money and then also when those things are going on there's a there's a certain like brain retraining that needs to to occur um and and when you were going through that those resources were just not, not even there. unless you went to a psychiatrist and you went to the psychiatrist who told you what, what did they yeah, no, you went, you went for like pain in your leg and they told you you were like psychotic or something like I can't yes. remember, that was crazy. Yes, I was crazy in the head because my leg hurt. Yeah, yeah. And later to find out that your leg hurt because your leg was not in the socket. Well, yeah, it's helpful to actually get people who know what they're doing to help you through things. So if you have gone through it, finding something that is of interest to you, especially if you can get out in the community, meet new people. I think one of the key things, and I've talked about this on a show before, is when you are getting out, it is key to have some people, even if it's one or two people that you trust, that you can rely on if you need to escape and you need to go somewhere, or even just so that you can talk through some things, having a support system. And if you don't have that, go find a support system. There are so many different outlets right now that you can go to, different support groups that you can go to, even just community things, like you can join a walking group so that you're having more social activity. That'll actually bring your parasympathetic down to the relaxed phase rather than the freeze phase. This is different. It looks similar, but one is that it's like no response and the other one is a relaxed response. So you want to bring that down. 
and you want to have your body feel calm and, you know, for lack of a better word, grounded and also connected to others. So finding a community can also help you start to feel connected to people again. And most of these four places have meditation classes that are mm -hmm. maybe a couple of dollars or there's meditation online or listening to well, I can't say the word ho'oponopono. I never right. say it right either. And there you go. The Hawaiian and, forgiveness prayer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, there's some beautiful relaxing music on YouTube now. And and so there's things that can help calm the body down, bring it back into balance. Wim Hof breathing too. Because great. Awesome stuff. Help bring your body, get the oxygen back in, get your body aligned. If you don't even know what, if your body is aligned, because most people think they're standing up straight and they're so hunched over when they've been abused. They're so curled in. Right. They've confined their body. Yeah. They're, they're stiff. They're rigid. They're waiting for the next shoe to fall. And they actually have to, they, they actually require help to understand how to let that tension go. Yeah. Because I deep. thought I was relaxed until I had a <laughs> session. Because I found deep. out yeah. I was not. I think we all thought we were relaxed until we had a mitzvah session. And yeah. we were like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, mitzvah is fabulous. It is a fabulous body of body work and um, all things that you can have done on a table, but also things that you can learn. So you can do on your own at home for maintenance as well. And we're really key things to, uh, for us, we teach these things to people so that they have their maintenance tools under their belt and ready to, to uh, go so that they always feel like they have something that they can do even for themselves. And always doing something for yourself is key because the chances are, if you've been in an abusive relationship, you've been doing, 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 people pleasing your whole effing life and you haven't done squat for you. All right. So when we come back, we're going to head to our next commercial break. We have a few minutes left and we're going to wrap up this show, give you some more key tips on what does your life look like when the abuser is gone and you're the winner. The abuser doesn't win. What does that look like? All right. We'll talk about that after the next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Today we are talking about how not to let the abuser win. And you are listening to myself, Milica Yelenich, and my mom, Danella Hessler. We are both, we both work with bodies to allow bodies to have more ease. We also do a lot of other work to allow bodies to have balance. If you're interested in what we do, you can check out our websites. My mom's website is mitzvah.ca. And mine is milicajelenich.com, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. All right, so we were talking about in the last segment uh, some things to have in place so that you can get the F out and then what some first steps uh, could be that when you are out, what you can do. So we're giving you guys some brief. We're also letting you know that we are creating a class that'll be a one-day in-person class uh, sometime at the end of April, beginning of May that will be all about letting the abuse out of your body, finding different ways to move forward, working through the emotional. It's going to be intensive. It's going to be fun. Um, it will be the first one that we've created specifically based on trauma. Um, so getting the abuse out is part of that. And uh, what else can I say about that? Don't know yet because we don't have the details and that's how we fly. We're <laughs> having cars show up. Sometimes the course, sometimes the course shows up on the fly, which does happen. We, we generally know what's going to go down. We have enough uh, resources behind us that we know what's going to go down. All right. So once you're out and you're looking around your life and you're like, wow, I'm doing these like new things. I've got, got, you know, I've got new learning happening. I got me, I got friends. I'm surrounded by people. And I have like, oh, I'm starting to like myself. I'm doing meditations and things are going good, uh, pretty good. Like, what can your life be like when you get away from an abuser? Oh, wow. Just expansive. It can be a magical, mystical thing that you always knew it could be. And so the more that you do what you love to do, whatever that is, and that can change like a hundred times. How many courses have I taken? Thousands, thousands. And they sure. all they all complement each other, but yeah. they're most people will look at that and say they have nothing to do with each other, but they all revolve around the same central thing. Who am I? Uh, and so find yeah, find out who who are you and, and be happy. Just yeah, if you don't like what you're doing, um, do something different find the things that turn your crank and do them absolutely find things that turn your crank and that's all about how we're bringing the pleasure back into that because i bet you too if you've been with an abuser your body has never in the time of being with the abuser not experienced pleasure in any way because it can't because it's been on high alert and it's just been trying to survive I'm all about allowing bodies to have pleasure because that's actually what they're here for. They're here to receive information constantly. And like, if we eat something that's gross, we usually spit it out, right? But for some reason, we get in relationships that are totally abusive and we're like, it would be like as if you ate shitty food every day for your life. Would you do it? No, you would choose something new. No, and people make excuses like, well, he didn't mean it or, well, she didn't mean what she said or. I know, I've like said that. all that shit before, and it's not true. And it's it's, like, <laughs> it's, oh, it's because yeah. you're you're fucked in the head right now, and that happens. Your head gets pretty jacked, and so you need to 
the new, you know, there's all these books now out that are like, unfuck yourself. That's really what your brain needs to have done. You need a little bit of that going on. Yeah, I don't haven't sworn on this show a lot lately, but that's the oh. truth is you need to like unfuck your brain and that would be great. There's yeah. been like no purpose for it, but on that note, there is absolutely purpose for it. So we need to have our, our bodies in line with our choices as well. And sometimes, you know, our choice might be like, I want to leave, but then your body actually has to take the action to get out, right? That's helpful. Yes. It's like if you were eating poison every day, you are killing yourself. Being in an abusive relationship is like having poison every day. You're not going to build an immunity to it. You're going to eventually die from it. Yeah. I know that seems extreme, but I needed to go extreme. Well, <laughs> like people can abuse themselves with yeah. food. I have someone who eats two pieces of pie every day and doesn't realize that that's abusive. And why is he diabetic? He can't figure that out. It's a mir miracle mystery of how that happened for the last 65 years or yeah. so. So yeah, we don't even realize it sometimes when the abuse is going on because it's been happening for so long. So if we're having these, um, if you happen to have any traits that you've heard about tonight and you're wondering, why am I so miserable, so sad? And why can't I feel successful in my life and move forward? The chances are you're letting the abuser win. And yeah. if you're letting the abuser win, how are you gonna move forward? You're living the life that they want you to live, not the life that you could live and are actually being invited to live by the universe. And then you just have to open that invitation, and read follow. it and follow the instructions yeah. on the invitation. You actually have to do the thing that your heart says to do. Yeah. So one of the things in Mitzvah that, that was like the first and one of the coolest things that I remember learning was that even your posture can indicate that too, right? So when when you actually get your head out of your heart sway, side view for those of you on video, um, you know, your body is in alignment. You know, I've been sitting here kind of slouched during the show to do so we can have like <laughs> certain um, postures that make sense visually. But if you can sit with your head out of your heart sway, and that doesn't mean that you're like, doing this like thing with your head and no, you're like lifting your heart up to heaven um, and letting your heart go to heaven and your head out of your heart's way. That's the key thing. I think that we can start with. It's actually something that my mom was trying to teach people. We've only got 15 seconds left who were abused um, and it actually could change your life. Just changing that can change your consciousness and your feelings about yourself. Head out of your heart's way for this whole week, guys. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening off. to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. <laughs>